Welcome back to the Worship Room Podcast. This is episode three. I'm Kelsey. I'm Carly. And today we're we're here with our guest, Pastor Sherman Jones. Hello, hello, hello. We are so excited to have you on. He is our associate pastor. He's a father-to-be. And he is one of our singers on our team. And he's one of our best friends. That's right. He's just, he's a lot of things. A lot of titles. I carry a lot of plates in life. (laughs) (laughs) We're really excited to have you on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. Thank you all for the invite. You're so welcome. Thank you for coming. (laughs) I can't believe I've gotten to be on this. You're technically only our, only like our, what, second second guest? guest? That's right. It's a big deal. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. You got a lot to live up to. I'm nervous. <laughs> you shouldn't be. So let's go ahead and get this party started. Um, Sherman, do you have a funny or embarrassing moment you would like to share in any sort of ministry? It doesn't have to just be worship. Oh, goodness. I have a plethora. <laughs> Is that the right word? Plethora. Plethora. I don't even plethora. know what that, plethora. Don't even know what that means. Plethora. Plethora. <laughs> you just invented a new word. Uh, uh, anyways. Uh... <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> let me just say I have all kinds of <laughs> stories. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, I started when I was like 10. So, I'm going oh, on God. 24 yeah. years nice. of ministry, which is crazy. Um, started singing at 10. So, uh, let's see. Embarrassing. Uh, or just funny. I feel like it takes a lot to embarrass you. It it really does because I've been in it so long that I just <laughs> nothing nothing embarrasses nothing phases me. you anymore. I will say um, one of the uh, best things that happened was a Sunday when I was the worship pastor, and we it was back in the day when we would start out with the old hymn, <laughs> <laughs> and that particular Sunday yeah. we decided to do um, Victory in Jesus. Oh God. And uh, First Lady, Sister Pastor Kristen was on the piano, and she was playing, but I don't know. It just was not right. It was <laughs> I could not hear. I was the one leading, and I'm just stand, sitting there, standing there, and I'm like, I don't know how to start this song. Like, I can't remember how Victory in Jesus goes. And so she's not playing it right, and then I'm just like, it just keeps on playing and playing and playing. And, and like, everybody's, like, clapping, but nothing's happening. <laughs> like, so, yes, finally, I just started into the song, and I was singing it. And it was, like, a completely different version of Victory in Jesus. <laughs> nice. But somehow we pulled it off, and it turned out to be awesome. a cool version. The next time that we come in and we decide to do Victory in Jesus, we were like, oh, we need to do it like we – and this was before we live streamed and recorded stuff, so we That's didn't too have, bad. like – Yeah. <laughs> I would love so to have So we come that. into practice and we're like, let's do it the way that we did it. Because that turned out to be a pretty cool version. <laughs> and we could not remember. <laughs> she could not remember how she played it. So then we just, just like went a one-time thing. Yeah, we went back to the original. <laughs> you know? Man, so, it's too bad. Um, that's happened. There's been times that I've forgotten words. You know? We've all and been I've there. Literally, there's been, there was a time that there was a new song and I literally stood there and I did not know the song. And, you know, we didn't have MD, nothing, so... <laughs> We're just standing Winging there, it. and I'm just <laughs> worshiping God so hard on the outside, <laughs> like my hands are, and I'm just feeling the spirit, but on the inside, I'm like, I don't know how this song goes. <laughs> so, I've had a lot of those. Um, yeah. 
there's so many. I could go on and on. I have a lot of stories, funny stories that involve you. (laughs) 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 Can you talk about my, I think my favorite funny story, one of them. Can you talk about the time you were pastoring and you wore a tan shirt? (laughs) (laughs) That is epic because I had to make a post. I wasn't even thinking about that. It was that bad. I pastored in Illinois. I pastored in Illinois, and um, we were live streaming. It was after COVID, I guess, or maybe in the midst of COVID. I don't know. But we were live streaming hardcore those days. And so I'm in Illinois, and I wear this uh, cutoff shirt. Not cutoff. But it was, <laughs> yeah, it was what? Like, it was a cutoff belly shirt. No. This story it, keeps getting crazy. It was like sleeveless tan. And then over it, I had like a um, – a button-up. Um, like a flannel? Yeah, a flannel over that. Yeah, so like, okay, normal clothes. Yeah, layers, you know. <laughs> yeah. Didn't think nothing of it. I did not realize, went through the whole church service, did not realize um, people literally started commenting on the feed. <laughs> Is he not wearing a shirt? Like, why does he not have an undershirt on? Because it looked like there was nothing because it was the same color as my skin on the camera. So literally, I looked and it looked like, but what the best part was, and I don't know if I should say this. Say it. It looked like I had no nipples. <laughs> so it's just like, it's just like bare chest with no nipples or nothing, no definition. <laughs> I'm like, why do people even think that it's, I don't have a shirt on. Like, where are my nipples? You don't know what's worse, the fact that you don't have a shirt on. I know, like, I don't have nipples. <laughs> I was just like, oh, so I had to make a big, like, I took a screenshot of it and, like, shared it and was like, I just want everybody to know that I did have a shirt on. <laughs> that the camera made it look like <laughs> it was the lighting, oh, you know. God. Oh, like, gosh. That was a big ordeal. Um, did you have people, like, scandal. approach you afterwards or anything? Uh, yeah. Like, that was, <laughs> it was like, it went on for a couple weeks, like, people talking about that. Are you the so pastor that preaches no shirt? <laughs> <laughs> He's the pastor with no nipples. <laughs> so here's another story, too. Speaking of, like, live stream and Facebook. So back in the day, when I first started here and I was the worship pastor, we had a oh, Halloween uh, party, me and my friends. And I wasn't even going to dress up. Like, I had worked. I was working, like, long shifts and... I get to my friend's house, and they're like, what are you wearing for your costume? And I said, I don't even have a costume. I'm not going. And they were like, no, you got to wear a costume. And, like, last minute, I decided to be Tom Cruise in Risky Business. <laughs> <laughs> when he slides across, you know. And he- oh, God. <laughs> so, like, literally, <laughs> I went to, like, a Dollar General and got tidy whities and all that. <laughs> So we take pictures at this party, and I told them, we cannot post these pictures because I have no pants on. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, that was the rule of the party. Like, do not post pictures. And lo and behold, one of the people that was at the party decided Mm -hmm. that they were not going to listen, and they posted them. The best part was I stayed the night at my best friend's house, Adam and Sarah Curry. And at the time, they didn't have, back in the day, you didn't have Wi-Fi. (laughs) You know, like, and we didn't have service, so 
didn't even know that these pictures were posted. Oh, no. I come to church. I'm on my way to worship <laughs> the Lord and lead worship. <laughs> this was on a Saturday night, Sunday morning. <laughs> I get in the service, and all I have, my phone blows up. Oh, no. With Pastor Scotty, voicemails and all. And the voicemails are like, he is so upset. <laughs> what are you doing on Facebook with no pants on? <laughs> It looks like you are had nothing under like because the shirt was long. So he's like, I get these messages and everything. And he's like, why would you go out like that? And I was like, well, it was a Halloween party. And I said, we told I told them not to post pictures. I did not. I just found out that they were uh, on Facebook. And he said, it looks like you literally have nothing on under your shirt. I said, why would I go out with nothing on on my bottoms? And he said, why would you go out with only underwear on? Touche. (laughs) (laughs) So we contacted the person who, and like they immediately took it down. But the best part was as I was leading worship on that Sunday morning, some of the older women, they would, they just sit in their pew and (laughs) they were so mad. Like they had seen it. You could tell. Oh God. They were mad. (laughs) So you have two different instances. (laughs) Yeah. Anything that could get me in trouble, I I do. (laughs) Short of sinning. Short Short of of sinning. sinning. I do not sin. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not meaning. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So, anyways, next question. I have a funny story. That's probably one of my favorites. Um, When you were literally, like, they actively thought you was having a heart attack and you was in the the ER. And then the next day, you come to karaoke (laughs) night and sing My Heart Will Go On. And I thought you were going to have a heart attack singing My Heart Will Go On. We tell so many people about that. (laughs) Yeah, like, I decided I didn't have a heart attack, thank God. Or at least... If I did, God healed me. Like, it was not like they'd done a heart cath, all that. Everything came back good. But, um, yeah, I decided karaoke night was like, came up, and I was like, it would be epic if every song I sung was about something to do with heart. Only you. you. Know? <laughs> so I done My Heart Will Go On. I don't know what else I done, but My Heart Will Go On was kind of the the song of the yeah. evening. You know? It was. I have a video. We'll post it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I remember, because, like, you were coming in, you lived in Illinois at the time. Yes. And you had come in, and all this had happened, and it was, like, the day before you were in the hospital, right? Yes. And you were, like, still coming to karaoke, you know. I will never miss karaoke night. <laughs> Y'all know I'm passionate about karaoke And he night. did. I think it's a big part of the reason why you moved back. It, I mean, it, because I moved back. Oh, well, I came back in, and we had a karaoke. Like, a lot so of we my trips would coincide with yes. worship, uh, or karaoke nights. <clears throat> And so I come in and there was a karaoke night and that pretty much I decided in a few months I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he comes in back. and like, I remember everybody was kind of like, cause you was just in the hospital the day before and we were kind of mm-hmm. all like, not, don't get too excited. You know, <laughs> yeah. we don't want to upset him and cause yeah. his heart rate to rise. Yeah. Let's all just be like and cool, calm, collected. Yeah. And he comes in there and thinks my heart will go on. They're hitting uh, Celine Dion yeah, notes. I like, uh, like I didn't know whether to like, laugh too. or be like nervous. Or, like, I will say I've right done now. pretty good hitting those notes as well. You do. I'm you do great. You're like karaoke champion. You and Tony Bell, it's like the night's made if one of you all can be yeah. there. I feel like Joe Ellis, no doubt. Joe mm-hmm. Ellis, yes. When he shows up, I don't want to do karaoke anymore. Yes. His <laughs> signature like, is the whatever. darkness. Yeah. Okay. So, great 
You have so many good moments. I don't want to share every funny moment. Yeah, I, I we'd have be with here you. all night. We could we have would. a whole episode. But I we... don't even mean to be funny. That's what's <laughs> even greater. <laughs> Makes it even better. Like people are like, "You were so funny," and I'm like, "I don't really mean to." Like, <laughs> You're just you. you know, our text thread can account for that. Like I say things. Half the time I will say something and I even type stuff, and then I'll send it. And I'll be like, "Was that really? Should have I sent that?" <laughs> Probably that really not. Yeah. Like, what do they really think? Are they like, "Wow, he's really." out there <laughs> <laughs> okay so fresh worship what are we listening to what's our new jam carly you want to start us off yeah i'll go first go for it what are you listening to so my fresh worship is give you the glory by hope darst maybe well, i have heard that yeah i love it it's really good it's kind of like upbeat but kind of slow at the same time if that makes sense mm. i love it interesting Mine is a song called Yet by Ashley Hess. Have you all heard this? Mm -mm. One day this song was like all over my TikTok and I was like, you know, okay, it's just a TikTok trend or something. But every video I saw of it, people were like weeping during this song. So I'm like, okay, I'll give it a chance. And it's really kind of different. And I like, she has like a full band version and then this version with it's just kind of her. And I like it better. But um, it's just, you can just tell it's like an honest song where in the moment she wrote this song and it was just her and God. Because she's saying like, don't give up on me yet, God, and stuff. And we know like God never gives up on us. But in just that vulnerable moment of asking God, like, right. I'm in a rough place, don't give up on me. So it's really good. Really, really good. And you can tell the difference, I think, from the songs where people sit down and they're like, I'm trying to write a hit. Mm -hmm. And the ones that I, I'm just trying to talk to God. And yep. whatever happens with this song is what happens. So. Just pure, genuine worship. Yes. And I don't think it's a song that like would be done on Sunday mornings. But yeah. I, it's like a genuine you know, yeah. heartfelt song to God. I feel like that's not really like a known thing is like there is a difference between a song that you would do on a Sunday morning, like a worship song right. and just an intimate song between you and God. Yeah. I think there is a difference, but it's not very, it's not really talked about that much. No. And there can be songs too. Like if you write worship music, there's songs that you might write, but you never share with anybody else. Right. You just leave that between you and God. Yep. So what if that, what if God tells you, hey, I want you to keep this between me and you, but it's yep. like the best song you've ever written. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's tough. That'd be tough. Mm. <laughs> Sherman's like, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I'm like, mm. God, I need that money. <laughs> God, you know. God, I know you got my mansion in heaven, but I need my mansion on earth. You just lost our chances of having Jamie Riddle on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy God's Riddle. God's still working on me. <laughs> Don't give up on him yet, but God. At the same time, that's why God has not given me the best one. <laughs> he can't trust you with them yet. He's like, mm. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah. Sherman, do you have a fresh worship song? Well, I actually, like, I this today I tried to list this album and um, take it down to one song. But really, I'm listening to this whole album, Long Live the King. By Influence Music. Mm. It's very good. And all the songs on there are so good. Um, but one of the um, songs that I love on it is called Ask. Mm. And um, the chorus goes, Ask, it will be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock, mm -hmm. the door will be open. And it's just a really good song about seeking God. Awesome. glory and presence. And, um, but the whole album is just, I've got it Influenced. on blast. Influence music, hmm. which I've not really heard. I've heard of them, but I never really 
paid attention much. Yeah, I've heard of them. That's me. But I can't and think their, of like um, one. Their new album is really good. It literally just released like a few weeks ago. Really? Yeah. You guys caught me off guard today. This is the first one where we've had songs mentioned I haven't heard. Usually like I'm like, oh yeah, that song's yeah. awesome. So that's cool. We will put those up on our playlists, Apple playlists and or Apple Music and Spotify. We'll get that updated. Okay, so <clears throat> big question. Biggest question. Uh-oh. Are you sloppy, wet, or unforeseen? Which side? And you can't say both. Yeah, you can't be on the fence. When y'all first asked that question, I really started thinking about it because I was like, I've never really thought about it. Like, I've heard it both ways, and I'm like, oh, you know, I've never really what, had a thought. Like, what if, like, they scheduled you to sing that song? <laughs> are you singing sloppy, wet, or are you singing unforeseen? I feel like for our church... I would say unforeseen. You think so? <laughs> but I do feel like when I think about it, you know, God's love is like a sloppy wet kiss sometimes, you know, and unexpected. Yes. Or, unex- is that unex- or is that like more unforeseen? It's not always like, mm. are you trying to say like, it's not always like perfect. Like, right. Like sometimes I, not messy. really God's love, but just us, um, Receiving God's love and us being... Our encounters. Yes, encountering mm. God. Like, sometimes it's sloppy when we encounter God. Yeah. But God's always, like, there to encounter us. And sometimes it gets sloppy. And sometimes I think if we're not careful, we want to make it to where it's a beautiful thing, which is all beautiful, but we want to make right. it look like, oh, we done this, this, and this, and then we encountered God, and, you know, we looked the part, we done everything yeah. that... W- and sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes... There's been times that I have literally been the worst of the worst and God still embraces me and mm. loves me. And he's met me at my deepest, darkest moment and still showed me he loved me. And in those moments, I started thinking like, that was a sloppy wet kiss. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, no, <laughs> I really know? love the way you're explaining that because I've not heard it explained like that mm-hmm. before. And it's like Casey, even on his devotion on Sunday morning, a lot of times like we try to put God in a box and we mm-hmm. think like. When he when we have God encounters and encounters with the Holy Spirit that it has to look this way or you know or look how it has in the past or look how it did last Sunday at church and it's not always what we expect and we put like these parameters on like what God can do we do and it ain't always pretty and perfect like yeah. we think it's all beautiful yeah. my mind goes to like a dog yeah my that's dog what I loves said. sloppy wet kisses exactly and it's like it's like the purest form yes, of love too yes. like a dog giving you loves it's like yes. and it's like just so pure and just if no you're not a dog what. person i can't relate <laughs> exactly and you know no matter how many times you tell that dog get off of me quit like like he's still going oh, i love hank love your dog i love hank we got too. to meet him last week you don't have you met hank yeah oh i love he him twice he no, did he not yes he did he was just trying to give you sloppy wicks. exactly mm-hmm. literally he licked With her hand his teeth Literally, he licked her hand and she said, he bit me! Oh I was like, he did not bite you, Carly. She's like, yes, he did. Get him away from me. And I was like. He's so sweet. He didn't bite when he was here. No, he did. One thing we need to explain is that me and Sherman are like brother and sister and we literally argue <laughs> like. A lot Constantly. of times, Kelsey has to be our mediator. <laughs> Y'all are fine. Y'all are fine. <laughs> Like, our greeting in the mornings, uh, Sunday mornings, is like, oh, hey. Yeah, (laughs) it's just an eye roll. Yeah, it's like. (laughs) You again. (laughs) And literally, like, there's moments, because we're always clowning, and, like, literally, there's times, though, we walk in, and we're like, not today. (laughs) 
<laughs> don't clown today. So then Not we know, good. like, okay, we won't clown. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. We'll give it a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Usually after first service, we're we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still an unforeseen girl. I don't know if y'all can ever change my mind. I'm still sloppy wet. I like sticking with John Mark and his original vision. And I really mm-hmm. like the way you explained it, too. Like, I hadn't thought of it in that way either. I really had never thought of it in depth. Because I knew it was, like, both ways. But mm-hmm. I never really gave thought to it. Yeah. And I started thinking about it. I was like... I like sloppy wet. I do too. Anyways, moving on. Um, we're into our topic now with Sherman. And Carly, do you want to explain like our topic and how we come about that and why we chose such a topic for Sherman? Yeah, so it's kind of hard to explain, but like Sherman, like when we was talking about it, we was like, what should the topic be? And we just kept praying about it. And then we kept talking about it. And we was like, maybe the topic should be like, to step down when it's time, to leave when it's time, to listen to God when he's wanting you to go somewhere else. Because there was a lot of times, how many times, about two times <laughs> that you went to Illinois. Sherman is and a like, professional at leaving. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I can make an exit. Like, yeah. If anything, I'm called to exit. Right. <laughs> like, He's called to leave. But like, <laughs> while I was, you know, like praying about it, um, a word that just kept coming like into my spirit was humble. Like the humbleness of leaving, of stepping away, of coming back, of like being a servant when you was a leader, being like a servant when you had all these positions, like that just kept coming to my mind. So that, yeah, that's kind of what we want to like base these questions off of. So I'm excited. Yes. Well, we'll start easy. Okay. How (laughs) did you get on the worship team here? So I had kind of been in, um, transition for a couple years I'd went the church that I grew up in at 18 I ended up leaving there going to another church and like every time I've been blessed that every time I've left like sometimes you see people leaving somewhere and it's like a mess and they're like you know people don't want to deal with them (laughs) anymore or you know there's some type of like um just walls broken down in relationship or whatever but every time I've left it's been like a blessing and you know I've just grown into something else yeah so the church that I was raised in my whole life I ended up leaving when I was 18 God called me to another church and that's where I really started like preaching at um, 18 and went there for a few years and then I was kind of in transition and just praying and out of nowhere one day the Lord told me to come to West Logan and I'd never Mm -hmm. even been to West Logan I knew um, Pastor Scotty and some of the people that came here was well acquainted with some people, but to actually be in service, I had not been. That was a Sunday morning, and at the time, West Logan was having um, Sunday night services. Mm. So I had determined that night that I was going to come to Sunday night service, just check it out. Yeah. And um, so the crazy part was I would travel and sing a little bit, and that afternoon I actually got an invitation to go and sing somewhere, and usually when somebody would be like, hey, come and sing, like, no matter what, I'd usually go. Yeah. But I was like, no, I'm going to go to West Logan tonight. Like, I really Mm. feel like God spoke to me to go to West Logan for some reason. So I'll never forget, I walked in, and I sat near the back, and literally as soon as I sat down, I just felt like I was home. And it was just a crazy, like, I can't explain it, but you ever just Mm. been somewhere and you just feel like this is where I'm supposed to be, this is home. So that night it was funny, like everybody knew me as a singer and stuff, you know, we live in a smaller town 
And so there were like five people came back. Are you singing tonight? Back then we done specials <laughs> at church, which shows you how much things have changed. Sunday night service plus specials. Ooh. And so they were like, hey, you got a special for us tonight? And I was like, no. I'm, I'm just not. visiting. Yeah, I'm just here. I didn't. And back then you had tracks. I was like, I didn't bring my track. You know? Oops, <laughs> <laughs> forgot my track. So um, I was like, no. And they were like, well, next time you come on a Sunday evening, um, you know, bring a track and you can sing. And I was like, okay, so I came, so I left, which was funny. I was leaving and Scotty so was in the that foyer. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the foyer after service and I was walking out, shaking pastor's hand. And like literally the first time I ever had a real conversation with pastor Scotty, it was like one of those things where you'd see him in Walmart and just be like, Hey, how are you? Yeah. Keep on walking. That was our relationship. And that night he was like, Hey, you want to go out to eat with me? And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> You know, my mind was like, why does he, what? I don't know you. He's like, but I never pass up a meal. So I was like, yeah, I'll go out to of eat. Course. So we went to Giovanni's and as I sat there eating my cows on, he was like, um, hey, what, he was asking me all the questions about where I was in life, you know, what was going on. And he was like, there's definitely a place at West Logan for you. And so the next couple Sundays I ended up coming and, uh, Easter Sunday of 2012 was my first Sunday on stage. Nice. And I sang, The Blood Will Never Lose Its Power. Nice. Me and, I'm pretty sure me and Dina sang that. Nice. She sang one verse, I sang another. So that goes to show you how much things have changed. Um, <laughs> but I sang that song, and the rest is history. So I ended up being on the worship team. Nick Step was the worship pastor at the time. Yeah, okay. And at that time, he was kind of um, working. His schedule was all messed up. So when he wasn't there, somehow I ended up being the one that was kind of in charge when he wasn't around. Okay. And then probably within a year or so, he ended up stepping down and then stepping into Oh. And I was in for two to three years. The end of 2015, I stepped down. Yeah, we come in 2014. So you... About a year. Yeah. And then you stepped down. I didn't know all that. Uh, yeah. Hopefully I explained it well. You did. <laughs> yeah. You did. You it did. was a lot of years ago, mm-hmm. which is crazy. That's 11 years. Wow. I've been here. Wow. That is crazy. crazy. And the crazy part was like things that I was praying for because I always felt like there was deeper things, bigger things. And I came here with no thought of like that even happening to me You're stepping right. into that position. But everything that I'd prayed for for the last five, six years, when I got here at West Logan, it all fell into place mm-hmm. and stepped into, you know, what God had called me to do, so. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, another, this is just kind of like generic question we ask pretty much everybody on the team. So, when you get that planning center invite, it comes across your phone, okay, we've questioned you sing this song. What does your prep look like from then until Thursday night practice? So, I actually have now, the last two, three months, um, started making Spotify playlists. Nice. So, I have a Sunday Spotify playlist, and every time I'm on a, um, on a, uh, I get an invite, I go and I look at every song and I put it on Spotify. Yeah. And so, from then on out, I just listen to it. Um, if I have any questions, you know, usually I message somebody, ask them about something, but. I mean, that's my big thing. Yeah. And just pray into the songs, like, especially if yeah. I'm actually leading the song, pray into it. And yeah. Try to listen. Try to know the song. Yeah, that <laughs> helps. That helps. Um, <laughs> back in the day when I first started, 
I would know every song before I even sang it. Like, I never had to look at words, but the last five, ten years, I've really gotten lax, you know, <laughs> and we really like, you know. I think it's easy to do when you have the words it does. on a screen, yeah. and you're like, okay, I've got it. Why do I? Back when I first started, um, we still had the music stands. Oh, no. Or like, That's how we, back, we started, like, yeah. And no. the binders. Yes, the binders. The binders with the paper and the key. Oh, my goodness. And the worst thing is, you know I'm having a bad day if I walk in and grab a binder and all the papers go everywhere. Uh, because we'd mm. stuff them so full. <laughs> yeah, Which, you know we've just come a long way. We really have. Thank God, good. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He is. So it's like super easy. But um, yeah, I kind of just go into prayer and um, make a playlist, and then I like spend my whole week like just yeah jamming the songs, that. getting yeah. it in your spirit. I like how he said you pray into the songs too, because you want to believe what you're singing and not just yeah. get up there and sing a song to sing a song, because it's not yeah. karaoke. As much as we love karaoke. Right. Our Sunday mornings aren't karaoke. Yes. And to talk about used to having the binders and printing it out, I can remember when we first come to, and I was super pregnant, and I for some reason we only had like so many copies. Was that like only so many copies were allowed or whatever? Yes. So like you I learned never, the hard way about that too. Ain't that crazy? Okay, so like I there was never a copy for me, the bass player. <laughs> so and I was sitting at the time because I was super pregnant. And so I was sitting and playing bass, and I would take a picture on my phone of Becky's, who was our keyboard player at the time, of hers, and I'd sit my phone on my lap <laughs> and play like that. We've come a long way. We have. I'm wondering why we didn't, like, just make a copy on the copier. <laughs> <laughs> Seems yeah. like there was a way around that, you know? Because. If we would have just thought a little bit longer. So through where we get our music now, which is now all on an app, and yeah. we don't have to worry Planning about center. that. Yeah. Before, you would have to get on the uh, website and print off a hard mm. copy. And then we didn't know that every time you printed off copies, you was oh. being, you're only allowed, like we're only so allowed many so many prints. But you could have put it through a copy machine. I don't understand why we did. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to ask. They don't know how I many copies know. you're making. But what us. happened was we were making, co like I would print, all the ones that we needed, I would just hit print five times or whatever, how many copies we needed. But what was happening was we also had our youth band, oh, and we gave it to, like, multiple people. Yeah, okay. And sometimes people would just um, print off random stuff, you know, no, get on there and we only like, get oh, so wanna... many prints. Yes. <laughs> and we found out the hard way, that, and we almost, I feel like, well, maybe we might have almost lost our licensing because whoops. of that, like, <laughs> Our rights to get the song, so that was a big mess up. Well, I never spoke up and was like, "Hey, you know, it'd be yeah. really cool if I had, you know." <laughs> I don't my understand own paper. why we didn't. I never said copier. anything. I was just like, "Becky, can I see yours for a minute?" And then I just take pictures, and then I—that's how I would use that. So yeah. we've come a long way. We really have. Okay, how do you balance family life and ministry? So you're about to have a kid. <sighs> Mm. That is um, to be determined. <laughs> so that has been like the biggest, um, one of the biggest conversations me and my wife have had over the past it's hard. year or so. We've been married May, made a year, and this is August, so how many ever months that is. But um, we don't do math. We come. Three. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, me, Kelsey, and Sherman are not mathematicians. Yes. No. We do not do uh, math. In private conversations. Yeah. Um, that has been like a big thing because my whole ministry, like I said, I've been in ministry for 24 years. 
and um, my whole adult life, like, it was just, oh, I want to go sing there? Okay, I will. Oh, preaching there? I'm going to go there. Um, spending all day at the church? No problem. Like, I don't Right, well, you do, like, to. everything. You're here, like, every day yeah. doing something. Yeah, so I'm blessed to be full-time staff here at the church, and so it is my, my job. Um, one of the things that I have done over the past year, because I'm one of these, like, when I get a job, I want it done right then. Yeah. You don't want and to wait. so I'm a, like a workaholic. And I have, especially when my wife is home, um, when four o'clock hits, between four and five, I'm home no matter what. Like Good. if the job's yeah. not done, because I'm one of these people that I will work till like midnight. Yeah. You know, you give me something, a project that I got to get done. Yeah. I'm working till midnight. Thankfully, our pastors are like, they understand that. Right. Like they have their own life. They have their family. Right. And so they understand that when it comes time to go home. Like, there's days that I'll still be here working and pastor will call me or he'll drive by and see me and he'll be like, Sherman, go home. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you need to go yeah. home. So I've kind of kept that in mind and kept that check like it's still going to be there the next day. Right. You know? um, right. There are times that, you know, in ministry you got to do. <laughs> you got yeah. You get phone called calls, out you got, yeah. Yeah. you got emergencies with members or whatever. But for the most part, like four or five o'clock in the day comes and I'm done. I'm checking out. Yeah. I want to spend time with my wifey. Yeah. Good. We're so grateful for pastors that encourage us. Like we really yes. are. And they yes. value your, your family. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like it's important. Like, and I've heard Scotty say this. We've heard Casey say this. We've heard Dina say this. Like. Your number one ministry is your family, mm-hmm. not what you're doing in the church. Like, but your number one ministry is your family. Your God gave you your your wife, your kids, and stuff before, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's your number one. But I, yeah. I like your tip on that. I hadn't heard that yet. Like every day, make sure you're home, unless it's an emergency, yeah. like you're home at that mm-hmm. time. And that's prioritizing your time. And I with try your to wife. give myself like, because you know, here we like we have our work day, and so I kind of try to like spread out my week. Like, okay, this day I got to work on this, you know. Um, I try to work out like, like plan that. out your week. Yeah. yeah, that way I'm not like rushing. Of course, there's times like we have our staff meetings on Mondays, and sometimes on staff meetings we got like new things that we didn't realize we had to work with or work on, and that changes my week a little bit. But for the most part, I try to have my week planned out. And yeah, what I'm going to tackle that week. That's so. good. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So I think since we've been here, me and Casey come here in 2014, but I think you've left. Two times. Yes. <laughs> I'm not saying a bad thing, but <laughs> I want to commend you because both times that you've left, it's not been on. Like you stepped down from being worship pastor one time, and then you left to go pastor in Gilbert, yes. right? Then you come back, and then you left to go pastor in Illinois, right? Yes. So n- none of those times stepping down or going somewhere else, it wasn't like on bad terms. It wasn't like everybody was obviously sad. Like, man, that stinks. You know, I hate to lose Sherman. Mm-hmm. But um, I commend you for that because it's not always that situation. You know, you see churches like pretty much like falling apart over pastors leaving or people stepping down or going to a different church. And it's never been that way. Mm -hmm. So I commend you for that. And I also like a lot of people might not even know this, but when when maybe they do now. But when me and Casey come on, you were the worship pastor. Mm -hmm. And to now 
like you're serving under two worship pastors, a lot of people on our team probably wouldn't even know that you were worship pastor because you don't come in like, well, uh, well, this is the way I did it. Or I actually, I would do it this way or that way or this. You know, you don't do that. And I think that's why humility comes up when we talk yeah. about this because you have served under people with humility when you could have. Like, I think I would struggle with that. So I want to commend you on that um, first. Yeah. And uh, so how do you know when it's time to leave? Or step down, or however that you want to say it. That is, like, very hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, when I first start, stepped down from worship pastoring, like, I came in, and we were very small compared to where we are now as a church. And so, and it was a struggle. And you may have come, I don't can't remember, but 2014, you mm-hmm. may have seen type the struggle of just getting people involved, the struggle of just trying. And now we're like a well-oiled machine, and everybody knows their part, you know. Yeah. But back in the early days, we were just happy to have a full worship team mm-hmm. and a full worship band and yeah. singers, you know, like we were struggling. Um, the Lord blessed me in that, like just building up that team. And it's way better now than what it was even when I had it. But for a year, I literally felt like God was calling me out of being the worship pastor. And I probably like stayed in that position longer than what I should have. And I realized yeah. that towards the end of that. But that was like the hardest thing that I've ever stepped away from because I was always a singer, always. Right. And like I'd prayed for God to put me in a position to be able to lead worship and, you know, serve him. And then I finally got in that position. And then like two to three years down the road, God's <laughs> like, rhyme. I want you to step down. And what was even worse was like, I was like, what do you want me to do, God? Uh, and he never did tell me. So I'm like, I literally walked Just into. Just chill out. Hang yeah. out. So one day I walk into pastor's office and he's like sitting there having a good old day. And <laughs> he then, ruin it. Like I need to sit and down. I, like, I don't know what you're for. In like, yeah, please. I need to talk to you. And he's like, okay. And so usually every time that I've ever walked in his office, he says, I need <laughs> to talk was, to you. That's what I was thinking. I bet when he sees you coming, like, oh no, what now? <laughs> you're yeah, leaving again. Like, you're stepping down. Every time again. I walk in his office, he's like, is everything okay? <laughs> He's having like flashbacks. Everything's fine, but I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Again. He probably gets chest pains every time he sees you come in there. So, but but I sat down and I was like, listen, this is, I feel like God's calling me to step away from the worship team. And he said, well, what do you feel like God's calling you into? And I said, I don't know. (laughs) I just feel like God's got something more for the worship team. And I feel like it's, I'm turning into a hindrance. Like I feel like. I need to step back. About that time, it was like perfect timing that I didn't even think about, but we were starting life groups. So then oh. I stepped in as life groups pastor, and I helped I didn't launch that. the first uh, first season of life groups. Nice. So I was life groups pastor for probably about a year, and then I ended up going to Gilbert. During that whole process of the year, though, God was preparing me you know, yeah. to go to Gilbert because, you know. Growing you. and It was like, now I look back and I'm like, if I would have oh, never yeah. stepped away from being a worship pastor, yeah, I would have never stepped into being a pastor mm-hmm. at Gilbert. So we actually took on Gilbert as a campus. Yes, uh, yeah. I remember that. It was Forgot West Logan that. Church, Gilbert campus. Yeah. So i done that for two and a half years. And then I felt like God was, um, we actually took them on and they were a struggling church. Yeah. And they got back healthy. And so God just blessed that, helped it grow. Um, everything was healthy. And then we always gave them the option that 
you ever want to like do your own thing, your own thing, yeah. that's that's all right. So they wanted to do their own thing, but then they wanted me to stay as pastor. <laughs> so then I had to pray about that, <laughs> and I really felt like I was supposed to be at West Logan. Yeah. So I stepped away and I came back to West Logan. Was here for exactly a year, and then I ended up going to Illinois. Mm. Um, and that was like my biggest move ever, and that was tough. But I will say, just as, because I talked about earlier how I came into West Logan, and I sat down, and I felt like I was supposed to be home, or this was my home, and I was yeah. supposed to be here. Um, I'll never forget, I went to Illinois, and like, the first night that I was there, I was like, so anxious, and like, what am I doing? Because I literally went, and the first uh, Sunday that I went, I went to visit, never been to Illinois before. <laughs> I, I Talk about a in. step of faith. Yes, I pull in, and it's this church in the middle of, it's about 10 minutes outside of the city, which was probably like, for reference for us, it's like a Southridge type area. Oh, okay. Um, But I pull in, and like, the grass had not been kept. You know, they kind of just let the church go down in shambles. And I'm like, oh, God, where am I at? You know? <laughs> and I walk in, and the clerk at the time, she's giving me the tour of the place. She shows me the little, like, parsonage area where I'll be uh, living. Um, and she literally says, there's no money. We can't pay you. And, like, I'm leaving a good job in West Virginia to move. <laughs> like, what? And, like, literally, as soon as she said that, I was, in my mind, I said, I'm not moving here. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit quickened me and said, this is where I've called you. Mm. You're supposed to be here. So then I end up moving. And the first night I was there, I was like, oh, God, what have I done? I'm, like, sitting there, my bed. I just put my bed together. I'm sitting on the edge of my bed. But that same feeling that I got here, I just knew that I was home. Yeah. I was supposed to be there. And from then on, I never questioned it. And then two years, literally exactly two years, the Lord called me back here. So, And that was another process of six months of praying, seeking God. Um, You know, what am I supposed to do? I've moved to Illinois. Like, do I go back to West Virginia? But I just felt like the call to come back home. So, yeah, I'm really glad that you told that story like that, because nobody talks about how like God might call you somewhere mm-hmm. and you feel like when you get there that, oh, my God, this might not be a God. But it is. Mm-hmm. But it's just like that one thought goes into your mind like this might not be, this might be on my own will. Mm-hmm. And it it gets scary. It and then all of a sudden it's like, no, I've called you here. Like, this yeah. is where you're supposed to be. This is what you're supposed to be doing. But still those thoughts come in. But like, I feel like that's almost normal. That, I mean, we're human. We're human, right? Yeah, that's the thing that happens. But, but I'm glad that you told that story like that. Yeah, and looking back, like, it's so crazy how like God gives you, God just tells you to do something. You do it and you have yeah. no thought of like how it's going to work out right and you just got to trust god and that's been my whole thing your obedience and literally like moving to illinois was like me trusting god because like i said i had no promise of anything right and went to the church and it had like 10 people and Mm. then COVID happened oh (laughs) no and then you're in a town where you didn't know yes. anybody so and yeah. naked on the live stream yeah <laughs> i get naked on the live no like sure. it was just chaos covid was a whole new thing but um six months being there covid happened and but every time I, like god just provided mm-hmm. like i can honestly say like god's blessed me since i've been back but from that point in my life like i'd never had so much money in my bank account which 
if somebody <laughs> like looked at my bank account then they'd be like really sure that's not that much money <laughs> but like the whole time i ever lived in west virginia like god just blessed me and showed right. me that i'm gonna take care of you right you know i never like from the time that i got there like the church was always able to pay me when just when i went the when first time i was there they were like we have no money to give you but from that moment that i stepped in like bills were always paid that's they awesome. were always able to write me a check um you know the lord just blessed me in so many different ways more than finances but it was a spiritual growth. It was an emotional growth. And it got me to where when I came back, I was a different person in a good way. And yeah. I feel like I was able, I came back for a year. And then a year after I got back, I ended up coming on staff. So. Yeah. I think it's awesome that you can be so obedient. Like, I don't know if God was like, I need you to go to some state. You know, I'd be like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a, that was just a difficult thing. And I feel like, um, Learning to worship through transition, like Ooh, learning yeah. to worship in the unknown, the unknown, because mm-hmm. like I knew how to worship singing a song and I knew how to lift my hands and knew how to sing a song. I knew how to mm. all the things on being a, on a platform. But then when God spoke to me and said, I need you to step away from the platform, like that was tough. Cause I was like, how I can't imagine. Cause I literally like, I can remember in 2015, I was like, well, what am I going to do for you, God? Because that's all I've ever done is right. sing. Like, from the time I was little, my family realized that I could sing, so they literally, like, bought me all the soundtracks. And, like, <laughs> I would sing in the living room. <laughs> yeah. And, like, all that. So that was, like, part of my identity. Oh, yeah. So I think that has also been a process of me realizing that that's not my identity. Right. That it's my relationship with God. Mm, that's good. in Christ. So not only has it been a personal growth, but, you know, a growth in ministry and yeah. That's and great. Set me up for what God has for me. So, trusting God. Like, yep. That's one of my favorite songs Mama D does right mm-hmm. now. Trusting yes. God. Trusting God. <laughs> and if you told somebody, like, yeah, I've been to, I got called away to Gilbert and then I got called away to a whole different state, they'd be like, why, why would you do that? You know? Yeah. But looking back now, you can see, like, all those things. God had a purpose the in full that time. Picture. And, that and when season. I came back from Illinois, like, I really struggled. There was probably two months once I got back to West Virginia that I like literally went into a depression um, because I moved back and like nothing was going right. <laughs> and I'm like, what did I do? Did I really choose the right? Like, <laughs> should have I So stayed? you did it again? Like, yes, wait, wait a minute. It's like, oh my God. Like, and what should have felt comfortable? Like even right. coming to church, like the first few months. And really I had been gone for two years. COVID happened. Like everything was different right. with the world. And then I come back and like the church was different. Everybody was different. It wasn't bad, but just people's lives have changed. And, like, I'm coming back, and it just seems so different. And I can remember sitting in my apartment thinking, did I make the right decision even coming back? And I was, like, depressed. And looking back, though, like, all part of God's plan. And if I would have never – the crazy part was if I would have never moved to Illinois, I would have never met my wife. Yes. And she lives here. Yes. 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 So, and we love Take It. Yes. Shout out to Take It. Yes. I moved Shout to Illinois to, to meet my wife in Charleston, West Virginia. <laughs> That's why he moved back. <laughs> because I moved back and then there was no jobs in Logan. And so I had to get a job in Charleston, which is an hour from us. And God orchestrated like my first all day, that. My first day I saw my wife. He's like, Aww. I'm going to marry her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and then six months later I did. Woo-hoo. And now they're having a baby. Yes. Can I tell the story about us leaking the pregnancy? <laughs> yeah, that's a funny story. <laughs> It'll be really quick. <laughs> so we were, Sherman hadn't told everybody yet about 
Tika being pregnant and we're at practice and we have somebody like shadowing and they have their in-ears in and I'm standing right in front of the MD mic and Sherman's back there talking to me about like, I don't know how many people know, like, because well, I, I didn't know who knew and who didn't. So I was trying not to say anything, but we're talking right directly in front of the MD mic and we're talking about Tika being pregnant and the lady that we have shadowing, she's like, ah, I heard something I wasn't supposed to hear, I think. The best thing was she's like standing there, she gets up and she's standing right in front of the stage and you look and you said do you need something are you okay and she was like i think i just heard something that i should have heard yeah well she took the in-ears out and she was like saying something so i thought maybe something was coming through too loud because everybody's like getting hooked up and checking everything and i was like "Casey, i think she needs you she's like no she was so excited but at the same time she was so upset because she knew she heard something that she shouldn't have heard <laughs> she was like i'm so sorry but i know I'm so excited. I was like, here we are talking about it. We literally leaked it out to other people. It all ended up being okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. (laughs) Um, Do you have tips or, you know, maybe advice for somebody who is having to serve under a position that they used to have? Mm -hmm. Because like I told you, like, you've done so well at that. Like, a lot of people on our team probably wouldn't even know now that used to you used to be our worship pastor, Mm -hmm. you know? So do you have tips or advice on that? I feel like... um, Keeping in mind how you can best, keeping in mind that it's all about the kingdom mm. and how can I serve the leaders? What can I do to make, um, to fulfill what God has called, not only in our church, but our leaders? Um, it was kind of tough. Like, I stepped completely away from the worship team and then went to Gilbert. Yes. Then when I came back from Gilbert, I joined the worship team. When I came back. Yeah, yeah. So, and that was a little different, like, coming in. I really, like, I kind of got sidetracked and I completely went into a different thing. So, I'm trying to remember what I was even talking about. Advice serving. Yeah, serving under. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my life. Um, but when I came back, like, it was, at first I thought it was going to be awkward. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, how am I going to, what do I say? You know, I didn't want to look like. You know, if I had a thought or something, I didn't want to seem like I was overbearing or like, this is what I think we should do. Right. So I really like, I was intentional on not, you know, if I had a thought about how a song should go, I would let it be known. But I was really Your intentional delivery. on um, yeah, my delivery. And then like, if it didn't really need to be said, I just didn't say right. it because I didn't want it to come off like, oh, he thinks he's going to come in and be the worship take pastor over. again. Yeah. yeah. So I was just very intentional, be intentional about your delivery, be intentional on what's important to say, how, always be in prayer on how do I serve mm. who's leading me now. Yeah. And even now, like, I see Dean and Casey as my worship pastor. Right. And it's kind of like a dual role because I'm like the associate pastor. So right, yeah. Kind of like I'm their pastor. But at the same time, I always have the mindset of when I'm in the worship room or when I'm on the platform on a Sunday morning singing, they're my pastors. Yeah. And they're leading they're leading me. So I'm really like particular, especially even when like it comes into like um, exhorting through a song. Mm-hmm. Like there's times where, you know, me and Dana will exhort and we'll go through. And, you know, a lot of times we like are really good on working off each other yeah. in times of deep worship. But there's been times that I've stepped back because she's going into it further. Yeah. And I never like want to overshadow her. Right. She's my leader. She's my. You don't so want to I'm, pull I'm your very associate particular. pastor card. Exactly. But I'm the associate pastor. Yeah. No. And I think when it's done like in order, God blesses that. And there's yeah. been times that we've had 
moments of deep worship. I feel like there's been times that God has led me to do things deeper and to have deeper moments in uh, our corporate worship than what would have happened if I was just like, I'm going to yeah. do it my way. I know what I'm doing. I used to be the, you know. Right, no. I've never felt, I've never, in my experience with you being back, both times, like I've never felt like you've had that mindset. You've never said anything around me that I've thought like, okay, he's salty or anything like that. So, and I really commend you for that because I feel like I would struggle in that yeah. situation. And I feel yeah. like it hasn't always been like easy. You know, there's been right. times that maybe they're like, Sherman, we want you to sing this song. And there's been times that I'm like, I don't really. <laughs> but because they're my leaders, like, I'm like, right. I'm going to sing that song. Or, you know, there's been a change or whatever that I don't completely agree with. I'm like, well, you know, they're right. the pastors now. You know, I'm like. And I like that you say that, too, like, in order. And mm -hmm. God will honor that when he, you know, God is a God of order. Because we talked about that last episode, too, about being able to serve under people and understanding, like, they're human, too. But if you want to, like, be in leadership, how can you be in leadership if you can't be a servant? Because yeah. if you're a leader, you're more than a servant than you are anything. I agree. I even, I'm a healthcare worker. I see it in healthcare all the time. It is so easy to, and, like, I'm not saying this is our church. It's not. But it's so easy to throw judgment on a leader, on a manager, on a pastor, because you're not in that role. Mm -hmm. But, like, you, you went through that role, and now you're serving. And, like, that just gives you so much more appreciation of, like, no, this, like, they have a lot on their shoulders, and this is what I need to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would definitely, like, think of moments where I have thoughts or whatever, and I'm like, no. I remember when somebody done that to me. You and know? it was yeah. hard, kind yeah. Of like have that moment of appreciation and even if you don't agree with it like I remember when I had to make that decision you know yeah um and I think too it's it's worked in our favor like I feel like Casey and Dina like trust that I'm not going to do that like that, there's yeah, been times do. where I've literally like in times of worship like we went and I felt like the Holy Spirit was leading me and my song to a different place and so something would change and then after like we got off stage. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Like, I hope you didn't think I was like. No. And they were like, no. Like, we know that you're going like, to. Yeah. We never feel. So I think when you walk in that humility and you walk in that way of, like, honoring your. Yeah. Those who are. And over they know you, your like, heart in it. Yeah. Like, they know you wouldn't unless, mm -hmm. you know, you feel really led. Yeah. So. Well, do you have any thoughts or tips for someone who maybe they feel the pull to step down or step away in any way like how do you tell the difference between like okay maybe maybe somebody in ministry in any form of ministry is like frustrated and maybe they're thinking like okay I need to leave I need to step away like do you have tips for somebody that might feel that way I feel like it's all about the peace like what do mm. you what brings you peace like what at the end of the day like um when I was in Illinois, like, it got to the point to where I just didn't have peace. Yeah. And it's not that anything was wrong. Like, I pastored an awesome church. Everybody, like, took me in as their family. Like, I went to dinner at their houses. Right. Um, you know, they were like another set of family. I didn't have any problem when I was in Illinois. But all of a sudden, I just became, started being rustled to, like, move away from there. And I don't know, like one day my heart just turned from Illinois back to West Virginia. So I think where you see, where you have the most vision, like mm -hmm. where do you feel like God's leading you? Where do you feel like there's peace? 
where God's leading you and where you feel like there's vision. Like when I thought of West Logan, when I thought of West Virginia, like I can't explain it, but there was a vision there. Mm, And there was like, for whatever reason, I feel like I need to be back at West Logan. And now looking back, like I see that, like I was supposed to come back, yeah, supposed to meet my wife, supposed to end up being the associate pastor. That was not in the works at all. Right. Like, you know, I never, pastor never said, come back, I'm going to put you on staff. No. Right. I worked for a year um, at a hospital and then ended up, the opportunity came. But um, I think just knowing, I think the key is like knowing that everything that you do is part, is just building up the kingdom. Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing. Like if I get in the thing of where, like if I wanted to build my own, kingdom and my own platform like I would have stayed in Illinois yeah you know or I would have done my own thing but I think always keeping that mindset of what does the kingdom need where am I most needed in the kingdom Mm. um and really just finding the peace whether you understand it or not because there was a peace when I left to go to Gilbert like I knew before I even went to Gilbert like God told me you're going to Gilbert when I was praying about it because pastor was like pray if you should go over there be the campus pastor and literally the first time I (laughs) First time he called me, I literally, in my mind, I said, I'm not going to Gilbert. (laughs) (laughs) And literally, I hung up, and I was like, okay, I got to at least pray about it. And I can remember the first time I prayed about it, and God was like, you're going to go over there. (laughs) So I did. You want to talk about last episode, never. Never say never. Never say never. never. Like you never before. (laughs) And then when I went to Illinois, like it was the same thing. I had that moment where I was like, I'm not moving to Illinois. And then God quickened. And I had a peace about it. So whatever. And then when I came back to West Virginia, even though when I got here, like, that peace kind of left for a while, and I was like, "What have I done?" But there's always a peace that yeah. follows that. I like that. Um, my good friend Judy Logan has told me that in decisions too. The where you feel the most peace, like that's God. But that doesn't mean like no difficulty. Yeah. But you have peace about it. Like I don't know how it's going to shake out, but I have peace with this yeah. situation. And I feel like when you're in God's plan, like there's going to be difficulty. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, the enemy, Satan, um. He doesn't want us to walk into our calling right. and to fulfill what God has for us. So, you know, when I moved back for two months, I dealt with depression and I was just very down and I was very like upset and just questioning my life, questioning and what the enemy was trying to do was trying to keep me from meeting my wife, me coming. I mean, there were actually moments where I was like, I'm leaving West Logan. I'm leaving. Like, that's how bad my depression got. And yeah. like. Just the thought of, oh, my God, what have I done? Like, why yeah. have I moved here? I've missed it. You know, I even had thoughts, should I call and be like, I got to come back to Illinois. Like, <laughs> you know. I changed my mind. Yeah, but really, like, it was just the enemy trying to keep me. Even though I'd stepped in to my destiny, he was still trying mm. to keep me from that. And there's been, every time, I could go on and on. Every time, you know, I've done the kind of a shorter version of my stories. But every time I've made those moves into places, like, there's always been that battle of, like, oh, my God, am I really even where I'm yeah. supposed to be? That's normal, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely realizing where your peace is and where God has called you and what what brings you the most peace. And I think you'll find where God has called you. Very even if good. it don't even if you don't understand it. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Awesome. Jesus himself didn't like he was like he had to go through difficulty himself. So like what's mm-hmm. a like why do we think that we yep. get to surpass difficulty, yeah. you know? Exactly. Yeah. That is a good point. Yeah. That is good. So we have some lyric trivia for you, Sherman. Are you ready? Carl, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. So. (laughs) Nervous. Okay. These are both songs you sing. Yup. You said your love will never give up. 
You said your grace is always enough. <laughs> you said your heart would never forget or forsake me. Yeah, good Woo! job. I have really been studying that because <laughs> we're having a worship night and I got to sing that song. The best part was, real quick, Carly, the first day we ever done that song, our media team, like the computers weren't working, we didn't have our confidence screen, and it was the first time I'd ever sung that song. Did not, I knew the verses and the chorus, did not know the bridge, and I told Carly before service, I said, make sure you tell me, like give me a hint on the bridge of what to <laughs> sing, like the first words of every line. Okay, wait, let me <laughs> let me take up for myself. Let me defend myself really quick. So if you are on MD, you understand that in some parts of some songs, there is nowhere to say like anything. There's no count My brain for you explodes to say nothing. sometimes. Like if somebody's like, help me on the lyrics, like I, so I might read it in my head. But what yeah, comes out of my mouth, to say they want the yeah. same thing that's on the screen because I've got there's so many no, things in my head. There's no counts to say it. The best no. part is she's in the MD and she's like, <laughs> you said. You said. You that's said. all you, you said. said. <laughs> and like that's the first lo- words and I'm like, does she not realize that? Oh, like, I understand he said something, but I'm not sure what he <laughs> but said. But what did God like, say? Like what is God saying right now? Like I'm just flipping I out of my mind. I was making it up. sure at that point. And we just made it up. Like the... We were all just making up words, <laughs> and it was chaos, but it was funny. And then I finally thought that you had got it, and I was like, okay, because I was going to call out chorus in the middle of the bridge, because there's like a break there where we can go back to the chorus. So I find, so I was like, yeah, he finally got it. And then it was just all over again. I was like, God, this is awful. I can remember just stopping singing and just smiling at the crowd, like <laughs> no. in the middle of my song. I was like, yeah, they know we messed up. <laughs> Whoops. Whatever. <laughs> okay, you ready for mine? Yeah. All right, this is one of my favorites that you sing. Ready for this? Oh, shame is a prison, as cruel as a grave. Shame is a robber, and he's come to take my name. No hints. (laughs) I'm like, cruel as a grave. You kill this song, by the way. Come on, man. It's an old song. This is your roots. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Come on, sing well, it. You sing know it. what song it is, right? Yes, Ain't No Grave. Ain't No Grave. Okay. Love is my redeemer lifting me up from the ground. Love is the power uh, when my freedom song is It's like is the found. biggest line in Come the song. Come on, <laughs> If you would have gotten the third verse, because that's when it like, oh, really yeah. kicks in, mm. I would have nailed it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you would have just picked a that's different where verse, I know that's the first verse. I know that's my cue to start jumping. Oh, <laughs> right there. oh God. <laughs> Lord. Oh, gosh. Okay. Sherman has a devotion for us now. Woo-hoo. So, real quick, my devotion. I feel like we've had good conversation. We have. I was a little nervous, um, but we made it through. We did. So, um, a few years ago, I'd done a message on worship, and this was actually back in my uh, Gilbert days. I'd done the, I preached this message, and um, literally, it kind of like, I just kind of had my whole... I sent the whole message to me and was like, I want to try to just pick out what um, what stuck out most. But one of the things that John 4.24 says, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So, mm-hmm. you know, we come in to worship with spirit and truth, but we have to have his spirit and truth living in us. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the spirit um, in the Greek, that word literally means like, his breath. 
Mm. So his breath, we sing a song called that says, uh, it's your breath in our lungs. Yeah. So literally, um, you know, his breath, he's breathing his, when the Bible talks about incense in the Old Testament and how it would go up when they mm. would give the sacrifice of praise, when they would sacrifice the animals, that an incense would go up and it would, God would love the smell. It was pleasing to the Lord. Yeah. yeah. And then, so in my mind, I just think of that as worship. Like when we praise and when mm. we bring our sacrifice of praise to God, that not only is it a sweet smelling savor to him, but then he's breathing on mm. us. So like we lift up our praise. There's another song that says we lift up our praise, Pour blessings come down. Praise. You know, like, yeah. Um, so I kind of had that thought of just like his spirit. And it's, he's always breathing on us when we're in true worship. Yeah. Feeling the spirit, and it's just his breath is breathing on us. But also, one of the things that we talked about with the sloppy wet kiss was the <laughs> dog. And literally, this uh, again. <laughs> one of the definitions of uh, worship is in the Hebrew, the word is shakah, and it means prostrate, especially in homage to royalty or God, bow down, crouch, fall flat, down flat, humbly beseech. Uh, so it's literally like the posture of like mm. bowing down, mm. of worshiping. But then in the Greek, that same word is uh, proskunio, and it says to kiss like a dog licking mm-hmm. his master's hand, to fawn or crouch to, prostrate oneself in homage. So I just thought of like, you know, I had that same thought when we were thinking of the sloppy wet kiss and stuff. And mm-hmm. then I remember that definition, and I was remember when I preached this message of just thinking of like worship of like my dog loves me no matter what you know if I scold the dog and he does something like we moved to this um new house and they had a dog before and like the scent of that dog like my dog was like peeing in the carpet for like two days (laughs) and I like literally I shouldn't say this probably. They'll call PETA. But I beat him up to death. Like, I was like, no, don't do that. Oh, God. You know? Don't call PETA on But it Sherman. didn't matter how many times, like, I like, made him go to his crate. I scolded him, all that. Like, he would always come back, want me to love on him. Aww. You know, and he finally learned that he can't pee in the house. I'd never had that problem before. But I guess it's where they had that dog. Yeah. And he was trying to mark it. his place, Probably. Anyways, no matter what happens, like, I mean, if I'm having the worst day and I'm like, get away from me. I don't want nothing to do with you. Like, he's still laying there at my feet. You know, and I just think so much like that's how our worship to God is. Like, yeah, are we literally like no matter what we're worshiping him, no matter what we're laying at his feet, no matter what. And excited to. Yeah. Yeah. And have yeah, a zeal for it. no matter what, like my dog's always excited. Right, like imagine you. when you come home, how your dog's like yeah. excited mm-hmm. to see his you. His dog's wagging. His, like, yeah. His dog. His tail <laughs> is wagging. <laughs> and and he is just ready for me to like love on him right. and then like after a long day half the time I'm like no get away from me right. but he's still excited to see me right. and so real quick two points is that um, let me find it here maybe maybe not oh in order to worship there must first be sacrifice so we see that yeah. yeah. All throughout, like there has to be a sacrifice. So many times we want to come to church and we just want to lift up our hands and praise him, sing a song, feel good. But in true worship, when you're living your life in worship and worship is all about your lifestyle. Oh, all yeah. about like laying down your life. It's more than just Sunday morning. Mm, yeah. And wor- worship is about sacrifice and saying, you know what? It's all about Jesus. It's all about his kingdom. 
Yep. I'm going to live my life as a sacrifice. And had I not had that mindset and had that vision of it, I would have never moved where I moved to. I would have never done the thing. So worship is about sacrifice. And then two, um, in order to worship, you must bring your best. Mm. Yeah. So, and we're all about excellence here. Yes. And like, I, just this past week, two weeks ago, maybe, I was power washing around the church and like yeah, it was like works. such a big job and it was 90 some degrees close to 100 a few days and like halfway through I'm just like I can't wait for this done and like I got to a point to where I'm like I'm going to cut around some edges you know I'm like not going to fully do what I should do yeah you know make it quick and I can remember having that thought and like the Holy Spirit quickly like no we do excellence right and I this feel like you got to get to a point yeah, yeah to where the Bible says everything you do, do it as unto the Lord. Yep, that's right. And so that was a good reminder, and I power washed with all my might. And I, like, <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> I did not fit until Lord. I was done. And uh, it looks a lot better, and I'm thankful for it. But I'm thankful for that call. Remember how we said you do it all? You just do it all. <laughs> Pressure <laughs> you know, washing. Like a jack of all trades. But I've learned that no matter what I do, do it to the best of my ability and do it in excellence. Um, and that's something that Pastor Scotty and Kristen have like really put in our hearts and minds. Yeah. Of, like everything we do is in excellence. Um, I can remember when I first started preaching, um, when I first was called to preach, I remember praying, God, I would rather clean toilets than preach. And that was like me talking to God in all seriousness because I did not want to preach. And I'll never forget, I came to West Logan. I was the worship pastor. And I was preaching, and, and you were cleaning too. I ended up you? being the custodian. I I'll so, never yeah. forget. I was cleaning a toilet, and the Holy Spirit like quickened me and was like, "Now you're preaching and cleaning toilets." <laughs> and it was just like one <laughs> of those moments where like, I know God is up there laughing, but <laughs> literally I had that mindset of like when I was the uh, custodian, like I'm gonna clean that. People's gonna walk in and they're gonna say, "This is the cleanest toilet I've ever seen," you know. And it's it's funny, but like, and I'll never forget, like, every week, I literally did have people say, these bathrooms are so nice. Who cleans these bathrooms? And I'm like, me. I clean <laughs> I am the cleaner of the bathrooms, yes. and I'm proud. And I feel like that's how we should be in every... It is. Like, whenever I come, and sometimes, some weeks, it's easier than others. Sometimes I come into this place, and, like, I should have listened to a song more than what I listened to it. And I get here, and I'm like, oh, I wasn't really walking in excellence. Week, <laughs> yeah. But I really feel like... We need to give our best. It needs to be a sacrifice. Yeah. It's and a heart posture. Yes. yes. It is. And I just, I want to just like, just tag on to what you said. Cause I had already planned on saying something. I'll just say it really quick that, you know, there, there's people who listen to our podcast that might not serve on a worship team and ministry is just hard. Yeah. And like we said, like it, if you're doing something for the Lord, you're going to come across opposition. We have an enemy mm-hmm. And he's going to come at us any way he thinks we'll, he will succeed. I mean, he's he's a loser. But anyways. <laughs> I don't like he's him. unemployed. <laughs> yeah, I don't like talking so much about him and giving him so much credit. Right. But I just want to encourage anybody in any sort of ministry that you might be in, whether it's just holding the door open and smiling at people. Like, it matters what you do. If it's for the kingdom, it matters. And to not let the enemy get you down and beat you down. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to come across opposition. But just... Hold steady to the faith and know that what you yeah. do matters. No, I mean, no matter how big or small. 
Amen. Okay, so we have real quick, we need to announce the winners for our caption contest. That was the picture of Casey pretend choking Dina. He wasn't really choking her. He's pretend choking her. So, Carla, (laughs) do you have yours? Yeah, I think we might have the same. That's okay. But mine is actually yours, Sherman. Mine, yep, Ooh, mine too. Yeah, okay, wow. so both of ours is Sherman. So Sherman is the grand winner. Woo! I don't know what we're giving out This yet, is not rigged. <laughs> <laughs> but it says, Dana, five minutes before service. I really feel like we need to change that second song. <laughs> that is a known thing for my mother to do. It's such a known thing for her to do. Yeah, because it's like real, like she'll do that right before service. Like, actually, I think we need to change this song. And all of us are just like... No and way. the best part is, <laughs> she's just so calm in her spirit about it. Like, yeah. God is telling me to sing this song, and it sends everybody else into chaos. She literally sits <laughs> in her red worship room chair, and it's like, we got to change that song. And Casey literally just goes and gets his acoustic, and we just practice back here, because we don't even have time <laughs> to even get it going. Thank God. She's the only spiritual one of all of us. Most <laughs> <laughs> are like, no, we ain't going back to Yeah, me like, I'm like, okay, they picked this song, I'm singing it no matter what. You know, whether right. I like it, whether I feel it or not. I'm and then Dana's it. like, yeah, I'm not And it's like, it. I don't feel yeah. the song. We're changing it. <laughs> I will say a second, a close second would have been Chuck's. Chuck Sparks, shout out to you. He yeah. said, we can't play a Garth Brooks song for Alter Call. Because <laughs> if you know Casey, he's yes. tried to play some Garth Brooks. So. We love our 90s country around here. We yep. sure do. And That's we try right. our best to somehow fit it in. Worship. <laughs> Well, Sherman, we thank you for being our guest today. You had a lot of good yeah. insights. A lot we had of good, so much fun. Yes, fun, funny stories, but a lot of good tips. And I loved your illustration and your devotion, too. Yes. It's an honor to be here. All right. Well, stay tuned for our next episode. We love you guys, and we thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.